welcome to the first episode of Two Roads Converge, where pop culture meets history. I'm your host, Morgan Hume, and on this podcast, we'll explore the history behind different pop culture staples and how they continue to impact our lives today. New episodes will be released every Monday, and I am so excited to dive into this week's topic, world-renowned fashion designer Gianni Versace. I wanted to dive into talking about Gianni Versace because of his lasting impact in the fashion industry and the fact that his death continues to spark people's curiosity, since his final days have been at the center of different TV series and documentaries. Versace is intriguing because in fashion as an industry, trends are quickly changing with every season, but the Versace name has been at the top for about 40 years, despite any change in style or fashion. So, before we get any farther, let's start by talking about who Gianni was and some of his earlier roots. He was born in Italy on December 2nd, 1946. Along with his brother Santo and his sister Donatella, he grew up watching his mother make pieces of clothing in her boutique, where she earned a living as a dressmaker. From an early age, Gianni was exposed to clothing, sewing, and some of the -the behind-the-scenes aspects of fashion. And with fashion still holding his interest as he reached his 20s, he moved to Milan to work with a handful of other Italian designers. After getting another six years of hands-on experience under his belt, he started up his own company, and what we know today as the Versace brand took its first steps. In 1978, Gianni began showcasing his designs in fashion shows under his own name. His looks were ready-to-wear pieces that showed off his bold and extravagant designs, and they were anything but minimal. Throughout the 1980s and 1990s, his designs ranged from red carpet attire to everyday wear, with the Versace glamour, of course, to runway collections. In each case, he was an expert at accentuating a woman's figure. One of his most famous looks was worn by Elizabeth Hurley in 1994 to the premiere of the movie Four Weddings and a Funeral. The black dress was essentially held together by gold safety pins that snaked down her side. Much like this look, Versace designs were always out there and always drawing attention from everyone. It wasn't only actresses that sought after Versace. Choreographers also admired his work, and Gianni created garments for ballet dancers, opera singers, and other types of performances. The clothes worn by performers in productions by masterminds like William Forsythe and Richard Strauss were designed by Gianni. He also designed menswear, using his same individuality to transform everyday clothing into something unique and striking. Richard Martin, who was a curator at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, once wrote that, quote, his menswear was genuinely revolutionary, insisting on men as sex objects. He became the standard bearer of gay men's fashion because he eschewed decorum and designed for desire. Not only was Gianni creating revolutionary looks on the stage and runway, but he was also stirring up a storm on the sides of the runway as well. Nowadays, it's normal to spot celebrities like Adam Levine, the Kardashians, and Jaden Smith sitting in the front row of shows. But back in the day, it wasn't so common to see celebrities making such a clear appearance. Gianni harnessed the power of stardom and sat bigwigs like Elton John and Madonna who were also his friends, 
in chairs where everyone was sure to see them. This isn't the only way he harnessed the power of fame to complement his designs. Gianni often featured the same models in his shows, which made their faces more and more recognizable as time went on. Women that are household names today, like Cindy Crawford and Naomi Campbell, rose to fame from modeling Versace outfits. They became so famous that they were eventually referred to as supermodels, a word that wasn't used too much before then. As we know now, the word supermodel is synonymous with high fashion. So the fact that the word was coined solely for Gianni and his models just goes to show you how innovative and influential he really was. Today's supermodels like Gigi Hadid and Kendall Jenner may want to thank Versace for a bit of their career success. Gianni was also very close to the models and staff that he worked with, often referring to them as members of his own family. In an interview with InStyle, reflecting on the earlier moments of her career when she worked alongside Gianni, supermodel Cindy Crawford said that while Versace's designs were bold and sexy, he wanted the women wearing them to feel confident in them. She said, um, Gianni Versace, and I think Donatella has carried this on, it was just like bold and sexy and powerful women. And he really wanted your personality to shine through. You weren't like some robotic model one after the other. It was like he embraced kind of like that individual woman who, yes, she's sexy, but she's not a victim of her sexiness. She owns it. Many have said that Gianni was at the peak of his career as his looks soared on both top-billing models walking down the runway and various celebrities walking down the red carpet. But unfortunately, Gianni's life came to a sudden and extremely tragic end on July 15, 1997. Gianni Versace was murdered on the front steps of his Miami mansion by Andrew Cunanan, a notorious serial killer who was suspected of previously murdering four other men. Gianni was only 50 years old. After a spree of brutal killings lasting over a three-month span, Andrew Cunanan's gunshots were fired in broad daylight, right as Gianni was coming back from a stop at the local cafe. Gianni suffered two gunshot wounds to his head. Although his partner, Antonio D'Amico, was inside the home, by the time he reached the front steps, Gianni was drenched in blood, and it was already too late. For over 20 years, people have tried to figure out what made Andrew Cunanan want to kill Gianni. People have also questioned how well Gianni knew the 27-year-old criminal, or if the two knew each other at all. While we may always have questions about their relationship, we can answer some questions about who Cunanan was and a little bit about his background. From an early age, it was evident that Cunanan was a very intelligent person. He attended an elite private school in California, where he was from, and had an IQ of 147. Now, just for reference, Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein each had an IQ of 160. And according to biography.com, any score above 135 falls into the 99th percentile of the population. Cunanan always had an admiration for the ritzier things in life as well. He wanted more than anything to be a part of high society. As a gay man, this attracted him to men that were older and much wealthier. 
that could afford to pay for his airfare, sophisticated meals, and many other types of favors. Once again, the exact reasons why Cunanan went on a killing spree are unknown, but some point to the fact that his connections into the sophisticated world were fading and mental illness as possible motives. The story of this crime and the events that led up to Cunanan's decision to kill is the focal point of the Netflix original docu-series, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, that was released in 2018. The episodes follow the fashion designer's success in the 1990s, as well as the life of Cunanan. Before binge-watching the show, it's important to remember that this is a docudrama and not a documentary. In other words, some of it has been sensationalized. However, personally, I thought the show was very good and something definitely worth checking out for yourself. It was awarded the 2019 Golden Globe for Best Limited Series and featured a stellar cast that included Darren Criss, Penelope Cruz, and Ricky Martin. It was executive produced by Ryan Murphy, who also wrote for the popular TV series Glee and American Horror Story. When the show debuted, the Versace family was not thrilled with the portrayal of events. However, Murphy said he thought his cast and crew was being nice to the Versace family through their depiction of them in the series. No matter which way you look at this, again, I think the most important thing to remember when watching the show is that it's a drama, not a documentary, so some things are exaggerated in a Hollywood fashion to keep the series moving and to keep viewers on the edge of their seats. When Gianni died in 1997, he already had a will prepared because he was receiving treatment for a rare cancer in his inner ear. The company fell into the hands of his most trusted relatives, his sister Donatella, his brother Santo, and his niece Allegra, who was only 11 years old at the time of his death. According to Business Insider, Donatella, who was working as Versace's creative director already, received a 20% stake in the company and was promoted to be the artistic director. Santo, who was working as Versace's president, received a 30% stake in the company. The rest went to his niece Allegra, but since she was so young at the time and absolutely devastated over her uncle's passing, she did not take a spot on the company's board until she was 24 years old. When Gianni died, it was unclear at first how his name and artistic vision would live on through his family, but Donatella later proved that she was more than capable of keeping her brother alive through fashion and the Versace brand. Donatella knew her brother well, especially since she had been working alongside him since their beginning days in Milan. She really proved herself to the public when actress Jennifer Lopez wore what later became an iconic gown to the 2000 Grammy Award ceremony. The green dress with tropical print cinched together below her belly button, revealing a large portion of her stomach and cleavage. It simply became known as that dress. From then on, it was clear that Donatella knew exactly what she was doing. The Versace name continues to dominate the runway and crank out looks that only their team of designers could dream up. Looks from this year's spring and summer season keep up his use of sexy black fabrics accentuated with gold detailing, while also allowing the designers to grow and change with the passing of time, seasons, and style. 
Despite any technical or business-related bumps in the road the company has faced, what is more important to recognize is that the bold fashion sense and remarkable looks have continued, just as we'd like to believe that Gianni would have envisioned. So, are you a fan of Versace? Have you already binge-watched the Netflix series? Let me know in the comments, and don't forget to follow this podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at Two Roads Converge, for updates on the show and additional content. New episodes, once again, are going to air every Monday, and I hope you'll join us again next week.